Hello everyone and welcome again to the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. It's good to be with you Rob as always. Been chatting a lot this morning about all various different things. I've got a bit of a, a blocked nose so I apologize for the, this sort of different sound that you're going to get from me. Uh, and we've been talking about teaching toughness and we've been we've been kind of going through different aspects of what that looks like and I just said to you that I've got a bunch of questions that I'd love to throw at you and uh, we thought maybe we'd do a bit of a recap of um, of some of what we've talked about because it's I think anyway I think it's such an important topic and one that um, I think has a lot of potential pitfalls to parenting and that means to kids that potentially um, can end up with stuff in their lives that that isn't useful to them for their futures and how they deal with life. So, um, so the the one that I that kind of came to mind to me was myself growing up. I grew up, uh, went to an all boys school, and at that all boys school, certainly in the first year as a as a grade eight, this is a high school I'm now talking about. Um, we had a whole lot of I suppose you call them initiation things that went on. But one of them being a like a like this huge obstacle course that we had to complete as grade eights, and it was tough. It was it was certainly tough, and and I remember a couple of moments. One of them climbing through a underground pipe, and there's mud in the pipe, and feeling very scared, like almost like, am I going to drown in this in this thick mud down here with guys behind me pushing me forward and. But and and I think if I had known about what I was going what I was getting into, I don't think I would have done it. You know, I would have I would have just said no, I'm not doing this. But then when you're at the other end and you've finished the whole the whole thing and you've actually done it, it's quite a euphoric feeling. Like I actually like I achieved that, you know. And it gave me a sense of I could do more than what I thought I could do before, you know. So I was tougher, <laughs> and that's I think the point of the whole thing was like to kind of. But then there were kids that didn't make it there was even a kid that didn't come back to the school uh, after that particular event went home that day and the parents took him to another school and I can understand why because it was a very traumatic experience for that kid there were other kids that cruised through that thing it was there like it was just fantastic for them it was it was amazing and they loved it they thought it was the best thing in the world so my main question around this is is I kind of maybe still am sort of wondering what to do with all of that. <laughs> like, what is right? What isn't right? What is okay? What isn't okay? Um, there's a big question for you, Rob. Yeah, you're right, Stu. Um, there's a lot, again, that in the, in the story that you told. I think one of the reasons why this topic stays with us is because it's, it's got a dilemma to it. It's not one that's easy for us as parents to say, you know, I'm going this way or I'm going that way. It boils down to who our kids are, their personalities, their yeah, their temperaments. Um, I've said before, what's toughness for one child, what will teach a child toughness in one case, may well, in your words, traumatize another child. How do we know which side of things our child will go? You know, so for every parent, it's very, very difficult to know when to encourage our child to push through, um, to persevere, you know, to see it through. We know it's important because we want our children to be ready for the world out there. Um, and so it stays in our mind as something that we know is important, 
but gosh, it can be very difficult to say exactly what to do with any particular situation. And so it lives with us as a kind of a dilemma. You mentioned the case of, you know, parents, maybe the father saying, no, it's good, my son must go for it. The mother being more concerned, worried about the child being hurt. That would be one type of, if you like, common parental dilemma. But I would think that it can oftentimes be the other way where the dad might be more worried about his son or his daughter. The mom might be saying, look, I think she can do it or I think he can do it. So it's not always a father-mother split in one way or another. It's really around the mix of family space and where there are two parents. Very often the parents themselves will have somewhat differing views from each other on the same challenge for their child, if you like. So it's a tough one. Do we push? Do we step back? Will this help my child get tougher and euphoric in your words, Stu? Or will in fact my child come back in some way damaged, which is ghastly for us to think about. It's exactly what we don't want, you know, with us now needing to do a whole lot of repair work on their sort of their personhood and who they are. So it's tough for us to to think our way through that space. And I've said also, you know, you went to an all boys school. So things like that have a have a an overtone of or an implication of masculinity woven into all of it. There's a sense of I'm that type of emerging male. There's a physicality to it. There's a endurance. There's a tolerance of pain or being able to withstand, uh, you know, physical discomfort, but being scared. And all of those things we can say, and I've said this before, let's not be too quick to curse that. There's good in that. It's just that it's tricky territory, <laughs> certainly for us as parents, to know quite what to do in any given instance. And the other thing that's in your in your, in your your story, you know, of, of youngest you starting off on high school, is that very, very often, I think, for us as parents, there's us, the parents, and then there is the community, other adults. And I think I've said before that I feel like we as dads, moms and dads, the way we work on toughness with our kids is quite often different, not always, but quite often different from the way maybe a coach or a teacher or a school, you know, a school or a coach or a teacher has license, I think, to say and do things that aren't as injuring for a child, you know, compared to a, a parent or dad. It's one thing for a coach to, let's say, you know, say something wrong or something hurtful. It's another thing for the dad to be the person who's doing that kind of, or transmitting those kinds of messages. And again, for me, I'd much rather that the dad was, was more careful in, in those ways working on the inside of his child's heart and ways, helping that child be more ready, let's say, for the challenges of high school, you know, the way that you were uh, raised by your parents, you know, through junior school. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. And I think um, I've had to realize it because I've been a coach and I've been a, a teacher and realizing that there is, as a dad, it actually is quite different. Um, and probably needs, as you say, needs to be different. Uh, the, the thing that, that then also comes to mind as a parent now, and I think back to that story, is I also wonder whether the community plays a significant part in the dilemma that you talk of. So kind of, I think what I'm hearing from you is that it's normal to have this dilemma and it's normal. You, you're getting to know your, your child and who your child is and 
how far you can push this child. But the community around you plays such a big part in it. Is that like, so for example, if you've got a very sensitive child, suddenly you're now questioning like, am I parenting well enough? Shouldn't I be pushing this child harder? You know, like, and all of that goes on in the background because you see these other parents that are, that are doing that and possibly they've got kids that can, can handle that fine, but your kid can't. And then the comparison becomes actually problematic maybe, Rob? Yeah, you're so right. And that's why I feel, you know, um, if at all possible, we shouldn't parent on our own. When I have worked with single parents, and I quite often do, uh, their child faces a particular, let's say, challenge, or maybe it's to go on a school trip, or maybe it's to do something, you know, that requires sort of physical exertion or something that takes the child out of his or her comfort zone. It's very, very difficult on your own to think about you know, the balance of things. Is this going to be okay for my child? Am I wrong to protect them? Or am I wrong to send them off on their way? You know, how do I manage this dilemma? And you're quite right. It's not just me and my own. I'm a part of a community of parents and they can very easily dismiss me or think that I'm stupid one way or the other. Too pushy or too soft, you know, protecting the child and not letting the child grow up, if you like. So it's tough for parents to carry that sort of guilt. And very, very helpful and, and I think reassuring for the, for the parent to talk to other, other parents, perhaps teachers, people who know their child and to help them to, to get the right side, sort of side of that balance. And for me, I see it as a sort of being on a continuum. I've said before, our kids will continue to be challenged by life. Life is hard. Life is a test. And those tests don't stop coming to us, any of us. And obviously, by degrees, we want our children to be more and more ready for for adult life. But along the way, we're going to have to make plenty of decisions going one way or the other. Protection or, in fact, encouragement towards adversity or difficulty and it's a tough one for a parent to do on his or her own so i think what i'm hearing from you robin you can kind of finish off here but i think what i'm hearing from you is that obviously each child is going to be different and getting to know your child and who your child is is really important that there's there's going to be this this dilemma that's going to be you're going to face all the time as a second second point and um and actually as a single parent or even as as a two parent to kind of talk to others about uh, your child and how far your you think your child needs to be pushed and i've certainly found that last point really helpful i mean talking to you and, and linda and and to others about you know sometimes i've had to kind of reel myself back in with with my kids is realizing oh okay maybe i'm i'm being too too aggressive on this or too um or too like silly in the way that i'm i'm approaching this so it's been a really helpful thing for me Yes, and I think while you while you were saying that, I remember too how helpful older parents can be. Parents who, whose kids have now gone through that stage of childhood, maybe even they have adult kids. And I think that that's what perspective gives us as well. We look back and we think, you know what, eh? I shouldn't have sweated it that much for this or that reason. You know, you, it helps us, say, when we've got a child in junior school to have a parents whose kids have gone through it all to say to us, look, this is important, that isn't. This matters for the long haul, that really doesn't. You know, we start to get sifted through what really matters because when you're in the community, small things can seem really important when they're not. And then on the flip side, really important things can seem to be unimportant when in actual fact, we must never forget them. Older parents, grandparents, folk who've, who've walked the journey 
can often help us sift out which is which. Good stuff. Thanks, Rob.